Welcome to the MSP Success Podcast, the premier podcast dedicated to helping the CEOs and owners of managed IT services businesses build strong, profitable, growth-oriented businesses, bringing you proven what's working now strategies to help you take your business to the next level. Here's your host, Dave D. Hey, Evan, thanks so much for joining us here today. Uh, really excited to have you on the podcast. And you have a really interesting story about your business uh, because you're, you change locations, you're in multiple locations. Talk a little bit about that because I think there's a lot of listeners who are saying, hey, you know, I'd like to move my business somewhere else, but I don't know how to do it. Well, sure. Yeah, it has been a kind of an interesting uh, journey for me. So uh, just as a quick way of introduction, my name is Evan Jardins, and I'm the CEO and founder of Roundtable Technology. And we started the company uh, in Maine, actually, in 2010. So I was the one guy in the state of Maine going around talking about the cloud and uh, not storm clouds or blizzards and things like that. And, and so it was, it was pretty interesting to me to be, uh, you know, kind of looking forward into the trends of where the industry was going. I had recently left a, uh, a break fix IT shop and through some disagreements with, uh, with the ownership there, I decided that, uh, you know, I, I want to actually, you know, do work that, uh, that the customers are paying for. And, and so that was kind of an interesting experience, but I just decided that I didn't want to do the same thing only for a lower hourly rate. So that was what drove me to start looking towards the cloud. And so through a series of events, I ended up getting connected with a group in New York uh, that really specializes in providing IT services to nonprofits. And so we, we ended up joining forces, changed the name of the company to Roundtable Technology, and uh, through those years have become more of a traditional managed service provider that's actually really focused on the nonprofit market. So that's something that makes us unique. But that sort of journey gave us the ability to have staff in Maine that remotely supported uh, you know, clients in New York City. And then from there, I got an opportunity to uh, essentially run a business here in Dallas, Texas for about 14 months through contract engagement. So I packed up my family and moved, kept my IT company running and just fell in love with it. And one of the things that we, um, you know, as we fell in love with Texas and the Dallas area, I had to work throughout that time period uh, to keep my company working remotely. So it was, it was, we, uh, we set up a lot of tools and a lot of remote uh, infrastructure so that way we could be a fully distributed workforce. And that's what we've been ever since. So, so you, you got a location in Maine, mm -hmm. New York mm -hmm. and Texas. Yes. And so, so I guess the overriding message is if you set this up properly, you could really live wherever you want to want to live. Right. So you're not stuck in the look. So you're not in New York city. Right? right. Because even though you do most of your business in New York City, what were some of the challenges that you ran into? Uh, because I think this sounds appealing to a lot of people. Hey, mm -hmm. you know, I can actually have this uh, live where I want to live and have my business somewhere else. But what were some of the challenges? Well, you know, it, it's funny because we, we recently just had our, uh, our annual planning summit for 2021. And one of the, the strengths that we have as a company is that we have a fully distributed workforce. 
one of the weaknesses that we have as, as a company is that we have a fully distributed workforce. <laughs> and I think having been born in the cloud, as I like to say, because that was what I started the company on to begin with, it's in our DNA to be able to have this philosophy of we don't have on-premise infrastructure. We don't focus on you know, a location. We focus on giving the users the best possible experience. And since we do that ourselves through, um, we currently are on Google Apps and we use Slack and Dialpad and some of our technology stack on top of Autotask and, and our RMM and everything, it gives us the ability to essentially work and serve our clients from anywhere that we have a, a laptop and an internet connection. So um, I think that has actually given us a bit of a competitive advantage when we, especially coming into all the COVID-19 stuff, our customers were all like, how can we work from home? And we said, well, we're experts in that because that's how we work. And I tend to believe that you're more qualified to help somebody do something that you do yourself. I think there's a lot of integrity in that. And so it's really given us an edge and our clients have really appreciated the fact that that's how we work and that's how we're helping them work now too. So we, we, we have a segment which we call MSP Tool Time, but so I just want to talk a little bit more about the tools that make this possible. Sure. You mentioned the Google suite of tools mm -hmm. and Slack. Is there anything else what are some of the other tools that we need to make this run smoothly, not only for your business, but as you mentioned, you said it's actually a better experience for your customer. Yeah, so we we use all of our phones, we use Dialpad for, and so we can see, you know, all of the, who's online, who, all the phone calls are routed through uh, some complication <laughs> on the back end. And, um, and of course, Slack, we do real-time chatting with everybody in terms of what's going on with, we have uh, partners that we have integrated into our Slack. So they can access our team anytime, day or night. So we have really great coverage. And then of course, uh, Autotask is web-based and all the RMM tools and everything that we can access through there as well. So, so we, we really have a, a cloud-driven suite. While we do have an office uh, in Maine and, and an office in New York, we really don't have any major infrastructure that runs in any of those places. It's mostly just a place uh, for people to gather and meet and, and things like that. So those those tools i think make a big difference in how we're able of course now we we, we live on zoom I, I i'm probably in like 30 zoom meetings a day it seems like right now uh, absolutely what before we leave this topic because again i find it so fascinating i think a lot of people do mm -hmm. you know, what would the first step be let's say that i had a traditional msp business what would the first step be for me to just to, to get the ball rolling to do something like you've done uh, in which aspect you mean being able to work from home or in, in yeah yeah okay um, well having having a good internet connection is definitely key uh, I think that's kind of obvious but again having having a tool stack that's able to be accessed from from anywhere so for example if you have an on-premise um, you know infrastructure for a lot of your your stuff being able to access it remotely and making sure that you have some redundancy at that premise so you can VPN in and access all of your stuff and things like that. Obviously, security is huge right now. So making sure that, uh, you know, all your two factor and we actually use um, Okta now for single sign on. So we're, we're trying to keep adding layer and layer and layer of security. So so that's something that I would I would really make sure that you focus on when you start working remotely when you when you're not it's not as much as securing that on-premise infrastructure as much as it is making sure that everything you're accessing is is very secure. We we're entrusted with a huge responsibility as MSPs to make sure that 
anything that touches our clients is locked down and locked down hard. As we know, MSPs are a big target right now. So, so really an emphasis on security and accessibility and finding that balance between the two. It's not always easy, but uh, tools like Okta, I think, have made that a lot easier because we just have that one login and then it kind of accesses everything else. So we have a lot more flexibility and accessibility in that regard now. It was really interesting that you brought up security because in a previous episode of this podcast, um, another MSP brought up security as well. And I was stunned to find out that there are MSPs that don't have their own security locked down. I mean, it's, I, I was stunned. That's a little terrifying. That's one of the <laughs> things that keeps me up at night as, as an MSP owner is through not even malicious intent, just through, you know, someone accidentally leaving a connection to a client workstation or server open or, you know, so we've really worked hard. I have someone on staff that basically spends the bulk of their time, uh, you know, researching industry trends and trying to harden our security position so that we can then in turn package it and present it to our clients. I mean, all of uh, you you got to do it for yourself and your clients want it too. So I, I like to practice on our own stuff and make sure we get it right for us and then bring it to market in that way. So, so far we've talked about, um, you know, how you have your business structured, mm -hmm. uh, security, the, and it kind of goes back to what you said earlier. You like to drink your own Kool-Aid before you give right. the Kool-Aid to your clients. Let's talk a little bit. That's one key to the success of your business, but let's talk a little bit about marketing. Because okay. as you know, you can have the best tools, the best security, all of that stuff. But if your marketing isn't dialed in, mm -hmm. it's not going to work for you. I mean, you're, you're still going to struggle. So talk about some of the strategies that you have found to be most effective, especially with what's going on today. The Marketing Minute. Yeah. So one of the things that we did over the past um, uh, year, two years or so is we really dialed in our target market. So we, we just kind of embraced the fact that we are the premier IT provider for nonprofits. And that's uh, a space that we just decided to get really comfortable in our own skin and just say, this is who we are. This is what we love. And this is really the bulk of who our customers are. And so by, by just dialing in who you really want to work with, and it, it's kind of funny because we've gone through some phases where we've actually by our choice, parted ways with customers that were unfun, as I like to call it, or just not a great fit, right? They just had very different needs and we weren't the right voice for them. And uh, you know, sometimes you have to tell them and help them understand that along the way. But so, so really understanding who it is that you are and who it is that you want to serve and then, and then making those connections. So we're, we're very blessed to be in a in a target market that has a lot of uh, networking and we've built up a tremendous reputation over the past decade in that space. So particularly in the geographic regions that we serve, when people are looking for an IT provider that services nonprofits, they pretty much know that Roundtable technology is their best choice. And we've worked really hard on our end to make sure that we are the best choice by improving our systems, improving our operations, improving our workflows, making sure that we have checklists and documentations and processes and procedures and all those things. It, it's not sexy, but it really allows you to grow. And um, you know that's something that we realized over the past couple of years as we were growing and then kind of hit a, a wall where everything broke and we're like, okay, we have to rethink all of it from the ground up. 
So uh, marketing was a big part of that rethinking, right? It's like, okay, our reputation's great. We have an audience, but how do we really continue to engage? So, so we do a lot of education. Um, that's something that the nonprofit space really appreciates and are, they're looking for. They, they want education. They want webinars. They want eBooks. They want white papers and write-ups because you know, they're, they're struggling with their own issues, right? And they have a lot of volunteers and they have a lot of people coming in and out and they're trying to deal with fundraising in the middle of all this stuff. I mean, we have, uh, some of our clients have galas that haven't been able to, you know, happen because of all the stuff going on with the pandemic. And that's tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars in fundraising that they weren't able to get. So they have their own things to worry about. And uh, just knowing that there's an expert company that can educate, entertain, and then solve the problems when they come up uh, is a big part of our marketing strategy. So you just said something which I'm very passionate about, and I, it's important. So I'm going to press you on this a little bit. Sure. You're the first person, the first MSP who, who's mentioned the word entertain. This is okay. one of the key marketing strategies, which almost nobody's doing, right? Uh, now, some of them are doing it. Again, we have the most successful MSPs on the planet mm -hmm. um, on this podcast. So talk about the importance of the entertainment factor and how you do that. Okay. Well, you know, one of the things that, that I believe personally and, and culturally we've embraced here at Roundtable is that we take our work very seriously, right? We take, um, make sure our customers are happy, solving their problems, but we don't take ourselves very seriously. And that's something that I think is, is really important because this is tough work. I mean, people don't just call us up out of the blue to say, hey guys, how you doing? I mean, I was just seeing what's going on, you bored? And that's not why anybody rings our phone. They're calling because something's broken or they need help. And so we try to uh, really spend time with them on the phone. You know, our techs are never rushed to get off the phone. We want to make sure that we're connecting with them on a person level, that we're, you know, joking around with them, that we're having fun, that we're trying to de-escalate their stress. When they call Roundtable, we want their day to be better when they get off the phone with us or when they have that ticket resolved. But on top of that, you know, a lot of our, our webinars are I almost want to say a little edgy. I mean, we, we put humor, we have a lot of animated GIFs, we have a lot of just uh, quirky videos. I mean, we, we are really comfortable with who we are and we have fun with what we do. And, and that's something that we want our customers or our audience to have fun too. Because I just feel like when, when people are having fun, they're more uh, relaxed, they're more willing to learn, they're more engaged. And, and so that's something that I think sets us apart a little bit. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe everybody's out there having fun, but I, I hope so. <laughs> no, I don't think when somebody thinks of uh, MSPs, the, the instant thing they think of is fun, by the way. Not sure that's the connection. <laughs> you're that's probably being right. Made. So what you're really doing is something I call infotaining. So you're delivering valuable information mm -hmm. uh, to your prospects and to your clients, but you're doing it in an entertaining way, which makes it better for, for everybody, including your team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, if you were to look at our, our Slack uh, uh, chats, you know, everybody really tries to have a good time. And, and you'll see, again, a lot of gifts, a lot of emojis, a lot of jokes uh, going back and forth. And we try to have that come through to the clients. You know, we even started playing around with Zoom filters uh, on one of our webinars where we had uh, two of our, our educators uh, as Tater and Stash. So one of our one of our gals was uh, basically a potato and uh, Joshua was like, had this, I don't know, this crazy 
mustache going on like with this black and white background and so so it was just like this dialogue between tater and stash and it's 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 quirky it's out there but people really enjoy it i mean if we can make technology as complicated as it is cybersecurity as complicated as it is we can make it fun and engaging then we have a much higher likelihood of getting buy-in from people that this is actually something you really need to pay attention to i mean we can have fun but it's still really serious that you get it done yeah and and it's really not just either or and i think a lot of people think about mm -hmm. that well it's either or this is a very serious issue which it obviously is but it doesn't mean it can't be delivered in a fun way right. and if you couple that with that the vertical so so you're entertaining you're different and you're in a vertical does mm -hmm. that doesn't that give you a huge competitive advantage well, I feel like it has, and I think our growth has really spoken to that. Um, you know, we continue to grow year over year. Our 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 top line revenues up. Our our profit margins continue to increase, especially as we uh, continue to dial in our marketing and really tighten our systems and everything all, all along the way. And we continue to hire and grow throughout uh, one of the craziest times that I certainly have ever lived through. So. It's, it's something that I'm really proud of. And, uh, you know, we have big goals for, for the next year too. again, focused on that cybersecurity. You know, we, we made a big pivot this past year to where, um, you know, our premier plan really was focused on on sites and, and, and right around, uh, you know, probably week. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know, maybe month two of the lockdown. So I'm sitting here going, you know, I'm not sure that on site's a big selling feature anymore. So <laughs> how do we not get stuck there? How do we break it in advance of the market breaking it for us? Because it, it was going to come one way or another. So we ended up completely reimagining our plan and getting it to the point where it's so focused on uh, cybersecurity that it actually now is compliant with uh, the New York Shield law, uh, cybersecurity mandates that have come out. So, uh, you know, a customer, a nonprofit that's worried about being compliant with, with the New York Shield law can basically just sign up with us and have instant compliance. So these are things that, that we're continuously adjusting our service offerings to make sure that we're delivering the best value to our clients, regardless of how the marketplace shifts. Uh, we want to be ahead of that and really responding. So very interesting that you you, you just you, you mentioned that. Let's just take it a little different direction with marketing. Mm -hmm. So you are react. How how much do you react in like for example, do a webinar on a topic that is just come out in the news? So for example, just this morning before we recorded this, I was watching CNBC and there was a whole thing about how the government's security is a disaster, right? Do you, do, I mean, <laughs> I'm laughing, I'm laughing with you. I right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And, and so that seemed, do you do topical webinars? Do you do, how do you decide what the topic is going to be? Well, sure. Cybersecurity is one, of course, right now. I mean, I'm beating that drum to death, but it, it definitely is one that uh, is, is really, important and relevant because every time something like that comes in fact we have one coming up uh the best free cybersecurity webinar ever and uh anyone's welcome to go check it out and um it's it, like we just had one where we did a round table round table <laughs> so so we had experts from from different uh partners and and vendors that had, were there and just open q a so what's on your mind we did one on working from home yeah, right that was that was obviously a big one so we we really do try to be topical we, without being too reactionary right so we want to make sure that it's something that 
um, isn't a knee jerk, but is, is really uh, an industry trend. Fantastic. So you've already given us a great a bunch of information, but now we're going to go to one of our favorite segments, which is MSP tool time. Tool time. <laughs> and so can you talk about uh, a, a, a new tool that you're using or a tool that you have been using that has just really helped you and helped with the success of your business? Sure, I'll speak to, to two. One, one I mentioned earlier, which was Okta. And, and Okta is something that really, so, so when you start implementing two-factor authentication across a, like, you know, a whole bunch of uh, online applications, it becomes really tedious. I mean, you know, anytime you've had to, to switch to a new phone and you have to rescan all those QR codes, it's a nightmare, right? So, so Okta allows us to have single sign-on. So it, it's taken so much time out of our day in terms of every time we'd have to log into Autotask, Data, or for our RMM or whatever, it's a code and it's a password. And now it's like you log into Okta in the morning and you're in everywhere for the day. Wow. It's, it's fantastic. So, uh, and the other, the other shout out I'd like to give is to uh, one of our, our main partners in, in Maine, Defendify. And they've really helped us to educate our customers with cybersecurity. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of different options there with pen testing and procedures and uh, you know educational videos and phishing simulations and all those things. And uh, they've been just a terrific partner for us. Um, and you know, uh, being, being born and raised in Maine, I guess now, now uh, an adopted Texan, but I still, I still think that they're doing a great job and really helping out in the MSP space and small businesses around the country. Fantastic. Evan, awesome, my man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the MSP Success Podcast. If you find this valuable, please be sure to like, subscribe, follow, comment, and or leave a five-star review. Also, be sure to subscribe for our free MSP Success Magazine, and get more IT services business resources at www.mspsuccessmagazine.com. And now, keep listening for some behind-the-scenes conversation. So this is where we go behind the scenes with things that not might not necessarily fit into the podcast, but it's one of our favorite segments. And so, uh, Evan, you've got this skill... <laughs> which is pretty incredible. First of all, you've got an incredible voice for radio and a but, face for one too, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that, but you Thank know, you. <laughs> great voice for radio for sure. But rumor has it, rumor has it that you do an impression of Michael Buffer, like nobody's business. <laughs> and, and so what we'd like you to do here is we'd like you to say, because we're not going to pay you for this, by the way. We're probably no, of course use it, not. But no, we're definitely just... not paying you for it. Thank you. Um, so, but if you could just do your best Michael Buffer imitation and introduce the podcast for us by saying, "Welcome to the uh, welcome to the MS the, the MSP Success Prod Podcast," that would be fantastic. But as Michael Buffer, that would be dynamite. All right, so let's see. So welcome to the MSP Success Podcast, right? All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the MSP Success Podcast. That was freaking awesome. <laughs>
That was awesome. I had to step away from the microphone so you wouldn't hear my laughter. We are absolutely going to use that. So thank you so much. That was great. My pleasure. Happy to do it. Anytime you, you want like voicemail messages recorded, you want to just let me know. You know, it's uh... <laughs> you can start a second business with this. If this right? whole yeah, MS, you, you know, doesn't work out for you, then boom. Funny story, last time I did that, my kids actually came into my office after uh, I didn't introduce Robin for the virtual roadshow. And they're like, Dad, why'd you tell us to be quiet? You were so loud, you shook the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> no love from the kids. Nah, that's the way it goes.